The views and opinions expressed in this podcast by the host or the guest do not necessarily reflect the views of Paranormal Buzz Radio or its sponsors. Use of any material produced by Paranormal Buzz Radio without express written consent is strictly prohibited. For information on everything Paranormal Buzz Radio has to offer, visit our website, ParanormalBuzzRadio.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Listener discretion is advised. I think I've always believed in the paranormal. But the deeper I get in this field, the more questions I uncover. I started a program called Seeking the Paranormal in an effort to gain insight and dialogue from others interested in the same things as me. And while we've learned a lot together, the questions still remain. So I'm bringing my thoughts to the airwaves, and I've brought along my friends, Adam and John, to share in the fun. Together, we'll tackle the tough topics and debate the evidence as we continue to seek the paranormal. Good evening. Welcome to Seeking the Paranormal. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? I'm fine. Excellent. We uh, we had hoped to all be together, but, you know, we're trying to be COVID conscious. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bad day. I couldn't make it out there. I know. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I got a pop. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. I had a puppy and work and all kinds of things. So, hey. How'd the puppy come out if you had a puppy? How'd that work? I don't know. It's, it, Is it, it painful? It, it looks like me, though. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 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 well, we don't, uh, we don't have too many people joining us. We never do live shows. Uh so I kind of hope that some people would have some saved up questions to ask. So hopefully people will join us um, along the way. If you're listening to this after the facts, uh, we're winging it tonight. And that's why everything is uh, really unplanned. But we do have stuff to talk about. Uh, so even if we don't have people with us to ask questions and whatnot. Hi, Matt. Yay! <laughs> we got one. We do. Right, Matt, so, you're it. The whole night. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a long time since we've done a live episode, and we just kind of wanted to give it another shot. Actually, you know, the reason we don't do live is it's probably mostly me that's the holdout on that. I, I don't, you know, I like being able to answer people's questions and have that interaction with people, but I like being able to edit myself as well. <laughs> so that's no fun. We we have stuck with the pre-recorded, but you know, who knows what hap- what's going to happen in the future? So. I'm the one that needs editing. <laughs> no, this is true. Actually, we don't the ever do anything you, that needs editing. No, the two of no, you are the exactly, two no. that I edit the most. So <laughs> you're correct. <laughs> Never. So what, uh, why don't we, so I guess let's, we'll take it back a little bit. So we recorded the last episode that we had a few weeks prior to it. So it's actually been a long time since the three of us have come together to talk paranormal. And in that time, we've actually done a couple investigations and then we've got another one that's coming up this weekend. So we might as well talk about those. Um, the first investigation we did 
was at a residence and uh, I mean, I'll tell you, it's my parents, um, which if you follow Phantom Science on YouTube, you know that we did an investigation at the house that they lived in prior to their move last fall. And we were able to get some kind of interesting stuff there. Well, they have since moved into a condo. And the interesting thing about this place is it's a retirement community. It's got 11 units in it. But it used to be the county home in the county that they live in. And some guy, I I don't know, uh, obviously the county doesn't have a county home, which is probably normal for most counties anymore. Um, but I'm sure they did what Jones County did and moved people to other retirement homes and decided they weren't going to do the upkeep on it anymore. So this guy um, opened it privately and redid everything. And I think it's beautiful. It is literally out in the middle of nothing. They're surrounded by corn, well, corn and bean fields. Um, It's country living for sure. Uh, My parents' unit is beautiful. They've got a two-bedroom unit. Um, It's nice and spacious and open, and it's wonderful. And when I found out what the property had been, obviously I was intrigued because, you know, we're paranormal investigators. We want to go to the county homes because that's where the good stuff is. Especially if you've been at Edinburgh Manor, then you really want to go to county homes. Um, And I remember being in high school and we would go to the, so the, the, this is the second county home. And so I don't know what year it was born, but I'm going to born. Good God. I don't know what year it was built. <laughs> Not born. So. Does it look like his mom uh, or his dad? <laughs> <laughs> I would guess uh, maybe 50s or 60s. So the old one used to still be standing. And I remember in high school, we went out to it and broke into it once. And there was a fire escape that went up at the front of the building. And that was how we got in. And we climbed in through the window then. And on the main floor, there were dead birds everywhere. And what I'm sure was red paint smeared on the walls meant to look like blood. But it was creepy. I don't think we left that room, uh, and I don't remember really going anywhere beyond that. Like, I think we were like, okay, this is enough, and left. Um, And obviously, I knew my parents weren't moving into that building. That building has since been torn down. But I remember how exciting it was to be in that building. So I was really excited when my parents were moving in here because, you know, even though the building's changed, it's still the county home. So... Um, I was eager to get out there. And then once my, hi, Darren, once my parents started to, um, talk about the, you know, my, my dad, actually, we have kind of a family messaging chat. And I think my dad mentioned that he had heard somebody talking and then he's, he has seen several times, um, what he thinks are people walking by the window and he'll run out to go see who it was and there's nobody out there. So he's had um, both audio and um, auditory, is that what I'm right? Visual and auditory uh, experiences, which is pretty cool. Um, my mom has had some experiences and then come to find out there 
there's a lot more people who live in the building who have started to have experiences as well. And some of them have been touched. Some of them have heard talking. Hi, Nico. Um, so all kinds of like weird stuff's happening. So Ovs, I was going to try to get in there and they went on a vacation and we kind of took over and I've let you guys take it from there because we kind of just really did science stuff. Um, it wasn't much on, you know, like EVP session wise. So I'll let you guys take it from there. Well, go John. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we did spare box basically. Um, we did some sit and listen. We did some looking around. Um, we tried to debunk why people would be walking past the window and the buildings in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the field. There's no reason for anybody to go by there. Um, in fact, even... And everybody some, that lives there is old, too. So it's <coughs> not like they're just hanging out outside. Yeah. <clears throat> well, plus, the other thing is, um, if people came out of another wing to go to the only place to go, which is the parking lot, that's the longest way around to go, you know. So, <laughs> you know, so we, we, we looked at that. Yeah, okay, there's, there's no reason for anybody to be going past the window. And, okay, so that's strange. And, you know, we, we kind of did a little detective stuff of, okay, listen to some noises, what it sounded like when the air conditioner was on, and, you know, all, all kinds of things like that. So it went from the narrative of what happened. And then, um, you know, after that, yeah, it was, well... You know, after that, it was setting up uh, like the uh, <laughs> the doom rods. Call <laughs> <laughs> it what it is. <laughs> All right, we we set up the dildos of doom, which are the metal detecting ones. <laughs> and uh, actually, it looked like a we looked like we were doing a ritual because you know we had we, uh, we had the spirit box in the middle, and then we had the had the uh, detectors around it, and they light up. And they look like candles, so it looked like it was surround. You know, it had four candles around it, so it was kind of cool. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, and that's uh, after what we were getting from it. That's pretty much what we did most of the night because we were getting some stuff. Yeah, the the weird thing to me though, and the the fact that. Sarah's dad actually heard someone talking is amazing because because <laughs> he's deaf. <laughs> he's like he's like almost. I mean, he's not completely deaf, but I mean, so for a voice to for him to hear a voice, it, it had to be pretty close to him, which I think is interesting. Um, and then like John was saying about walking around the building, I mean, by the time by the time he got out and looked outside. The only place the person could go would be to the cornfield, but that's too that's too far away to to make it that far. I mean, I wish I could see something out there like that, but we have yet to. But yeah, but we don't live there. Uh, that's what well, we do. We, we just have to move in. <laughs> right. I'll just kick them out. That's <laughs> cool. Right. Sorry, mom and dad. If you, you are this place, if you really want to know, you'll make the sacrifice. Come on. That's right. That's right. That's right. right. Yeah. All in the name of good science. <laughs> well, and you know, what's interesting is for some reason we choose to do investigations around 4th of July. Last year we were at Squirrel Cage Jail and the fireworks ended up being kind of a nuisance. 
this year, thankfully, we were out in the middle of nothing, and they really weren't much of a bother to us. So that was good. All off on the horizon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, I was looking at Nico's question. Nico, I'm sure my parents will let us come back anytime, and they take trips all the time. So we'll be back in. Um, so we really didn't get much at first. We got a little bit here and there. I should have grabbed my notes, but I'll let here, I'll let you guys talk about what happened later and the significance of it. I'll see if I can find my notes. Oh, you want me to go at them or you want to do it? <laughs> oh, I can, I can, I can start and you can fill in the blanks and tell me when I'm wrong. Roger that. So we were in the living room, which I think we spent the majority of the time in the living room. Um, we didn't really venture out too much into the bedrooms, which turned out to be fine. Um, and one of the dildos of doom um, started going off. <laughs> and I'm, then, I'm bad in that name. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so <laughs> one of them started going off and then I believe, did we have three or four? We had four. four? Yeah. Okay. And then they all kind of started going off and Nico picked, well, of course there was all the, oh, they got to be interfering with each other stuff, moving them around from place to place. And then Nico picked one up and started kind of moving around to other parts of the apartment condo, whatever you want to call it. And real low to the floor, I'd say about what, maybe three feet up to the floor, maybe if that high two to three feet, um, they would go off to the point that Nico even took them outside and they were going off outside which is totally weird um, and makes basically no sense at all. And then, I don't know, how long was it? Five minutes maybe? Yeah, five, ten minutes. Because, well, you, I mean, as a backstory, we had them, when we weren't using spirit box, we were putting them all around the house. And, the, and this wasn't the first spirit box session either. So all around the house, they weren't going off at all. And then the first spirit box session, they weren't going off. And then I think, yeah, it was the second one. One started going off, and then they all went off. And then mm. here's the thing is we all started moving them out after Nico had <laughs> moved one back. And it, it, <laughs> it was like, you know, he, he went outside a certain range and stop, came back in to go on, but he had always moved further back like it was Whatever that area was, it was growing. I think he said he was about 40 feet into the yard away from the door before yeah. it stopped. Yeah, and then, then we all went out. And, I mean, I had one, he had one. And, we, yeah, we were out in the field before it stopped. And then slowly we could get back into the house and we could move further and further in over time without them going off until we were back at the spirit box again. And so it was like, you know, a bubble kind of expanded and then retracted again. So, yeah, you know, I'm just going to say this. Um, you said a bubble and I really thought you said a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> you, and you, I was really confused no. for a second. That, that would be the butt plugs of doom. We had the wrong equipment. 
It's the accent. <laughs> bubble. Is that better? Bubble. Matt thought you said bubble too, so it's not just me. Uh, I'm going to start talking like this. <laughs> it was bubble, like my cousin Bubba. <laughs> so, John, you had the sensor board on the bed in the spare bedroom right we, yeah we had it so our first version a like really early version of the sensor board that are built um basically it detects uh, movement then there's a sonar array that points straight up so it's like a landmine <laughs> anything moves over it <laughs> and the distance goes down if it gets covered because it keeps measuring the distance every second so it was measuring to the ceiling, which was like, I don't know, two meters. What's that, six foot, five foot, something like that. And um, and it measures a couple of other things. Uh, measures temperature. But that, that's one of the early ones. But we, when we did look at that one, I didn't really have high hopes for it. But we did see around that time or just before um, the sonar for about, how long was it? It was like six, seven seconds yeah. measured measured about it was only measuring about a foot from you know so something moved over that for it to bounce back and measure that is my favorite part of the whole night like it was interesting seeing the dod's go off but to to have something register at having been over the top of that bed Mm -hmm. um that's just really cool yeah and that's you know i I, I was so impressed. I was going to get rid of the sonar from the full version, uh, and then I thought, no, <laughs> we're gonna, you know, yeah, no. you know, we nope, we we can, use, we can use them as landmines and just put them out, and you know, uh, and then you know anything moves over, and we'll get we'll get it we'll get it registered and recorded. So, you know, and also the timestamp, so we could correlate that to exactly when it yeah. happened, which was nice. So, so we were getting stuff through the ghost box as well. Um, we got a hi and hello, uh, and we—I don't know—I did we ever even use Spiritus? I think we used it I for don't... about ten seconds. Okay, or, that's yeah. what I thought. You know, cl- close um, to a minute, but we were just getting gobbled from it. Yeah. Yes. Um, but we did. There were a few questions that we asked throughout the night that we did get direct answers to. So we asked, um, "Do you visit often?" And it, the ghost box said sometimes um who are you visiting it said sick so at the county home you certainly it was possible that you would come there and visit somebody sick now we did hear they killed me and all four of us heard that say they killed me that was a little dramatic for me but who knows it could be the case uh and maybe it was somebody who lived in the county home and felt like they didn't get the care they needed and it Instead of it being murdered, maybe they just felt like they weren't cared for properly. Um, They did indicate that uh, they had been there in the 1900s. John had asked if the energy was helping, and it said maybe. Um, How many are with us? It said 10. Did you used to live here? It said yeah. Um, Was this your room? It said yes. This one was also cool, too. So uh, John asked, did your room have a number? And it said four. 
And that whole time I'm thinking that we're in apartment six, but no, we were in apartment four. <laughs> so um, that that was pretty interesting Actually, too. And of course, I, didn't I, realize I knew that we were in four. And when I heard the four, I was like, oh yeah. And everybody didn't look as excited about it as me because everybody thought they were in room six. So I was like, well, maybe maybe they get stuff like this all the time. Maybe I'm overreacting. No. I, really thought, I really did think we were in six. So, yeah. So, it, I mean, it knew the number. Um, John said, is there an animal in here? It said, yeah. My parents have a cat. Um, it said, "What?" John asked, what kind of animal? We heard cat. Um, we asked, do you know its name? It said, no. Uh we asked, there's a cemetery, the county cemetery is up, just up the hill from the residents. Uh, we asked if they were buried up there. They said no. Um, John asked if they were playing with the toys or if they were enjoying the toys, and it said good times. So we got some pretty interesting <laughs> things. Always good times with the Dodos of Doom. It so. is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you can't, you, see? Once you once you name a thing, you give it power. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, I, and Nico made a good point. I had forgotten that. It said happy birthday to Nico. Yes, it did. Like we all have that. Yeah. So. And that was very clear, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got it. We we've got it on recording. So I, uh, that's the other thing. I got so much stuff to dig through. I don't get around to it with, with work and everything else. It's like yeah. Oh, um, I. Uh, I am so far behind on my EVP checks that I'm not even going to pretend to tell you that I've listened to it because I haven't. <laughs> it, I did listen to a little bit from our next investigation, which was day. Well, let's see. We did my parents on Friday, right? And then we did a day investigation at Edinburgh Manor in Scotch Grove, Iowa on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually really excited to do a day investigation there and I'm not, it's not as creepy. I mean, it doesn't have the creepiness factor that a night investigation does, but I kind of liked doing that more. Um, first of all, it allows you to rule a lot more things out because you can see properly. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think that there's a valid point to, number one, if this is life as normal for whatever we're experiencing, then they probably would have been more active during the day. And I can tell you from the Granger house, which, by the way, I am excited to hear that you had a good time, Darren, and I'm sorry I missed you being there. I had to work last weekend. Um, but the Granger house is very active during the day. And... I had uh, heard from Cindy that there's actually a lot of stuff that happens at Edinburg Manor during the day as well. So I was eager to go out and do it. Now, you guys have done a day investigation out there before, am I correct? Yeah. Yep, we did one. So, uh, first of all, it's hot as hell. <laughs> uh, Good edit. It was <laughs> Right, I know. It was so stinking hot out there. That was that's probably the only other reason I kind of missed the night because it might have been a little cooler, but it was hot. But do you guys want to talk about that one a little bit? Sure. Uh, Adam, you want to start? 
You want me to stop? Um, I love how you have to prod at him, or he just doesn't talk. Yeah, hey, it's all right. It's all good. Don't worry. I'll say something when I feel like it's time. It's time. Um, <laughs> it's time. It's time. Um, so it was, I mean, it was interesting. It seemed slower, maybe, to start off with. Then maybe it has been some other times that we've been there at night, but I don't know. Maybe that's just one of the differences between day and night. I mean, it seemed like we had some good experiences, some interesting stuff kind of happened. I know, Sarah, you saw something down in the basement. I did. Um, which was pretty cool. I know you got all excited. <laughs> well, it just, you know, sometimes when you see something, like it just seems so fantastical that you try to talk yourself out of what you saw. Um, and so that's why, like, I kind of did a second take and I was like, did I really just see what I just saw? And then I went in there and there was nothing. But then you just kind of stare at it and you're like, what else could that have been? Because it, it, there's no way it was what I thought it was. I honestly, I don't know what it was. So it looked like it was probably maybe a three foot shadow that went across the wall and towards if you've ever been there we were in the basement it went across the wall in the laundry room towards the boiler room we didn't hear anything we didn't there was no sound um and my daughter was standing next to me and she didn't see it um so i don't yeah i don't know what it is it's it's hard for me to i don't know you know i've seen like before when we were at jailhouse inn I saw a hand kind of wave over my, like a disembodied hand. And that, I had the same kind of reaction there too. Like you start to question what you saw and then you kind of start to talk yourself out of it because it's just a little too fantastical. Well, I mean, the thing that, that I, I really enjoyed about that investigation is it was a full field test of the sensor board as it is now. Um, so, and because we don't get much time to go through stuff, when I got back, I've fallen into the habit of um, looking at where the peaks and lows, peaks and troughs are. And there was one really big peak that I saw, because timestamps, I pulled out the audio, went to that part of the audio, and you hear us leave the building, you hear the door go whoomp in the background, because that big metal door, you also hear us talking and getting quieter as we go. And then, uh, right where that peak is, then all of a sudden you hear a couple of footsteps, you hear a door creak open, or closed, whichever, then you hear another footstep, and then nothing. And then where nothing is, that's where the peak goes back down into normal, uh, on the, on, you know, on the rad scale. So, you know, I didn't know that at the time, because we were outside, that's just a sensible pick that up, I didn't see it till we got back. But while we were there... Um, you said to me, oh, there's a door that's closed or opened. I can't remember now. And it wasn't that yeah, way. Well, <coughs> yeah. Had, uh, my daughter's name is Ryan. I had sent her upstairs to get my recorder. And I take pictures throughout the whole building. And she mentioned to me that she had to close a door, a closet door. The closet door had been open and it was blocking the doorway. And when we had been up there, that door 
was not open. So there was there was definite change in that. Yeah, and then when you um, like when you said that to me, I thought to myself, as I do, oh, someone probably opened it. But then when I listened to that, I was like, oh, bugger, you know, there's there's a door that got changed, and I can hear it moving yeah. when no one's in the bloody house. So, you know, that, that to me that's a, a good thing, you know. And like I say, I, I I just haven't had time to go through everything, but with a sensor board, I can cheat. And go and go to the you know the highs and the lows and you know do a quick go through and hey it works because that sprung out and I'll be honest with you if I'd been sitting there like what was it about three hours in or something like that if I'd been sitting there listening to that for three hours I might have actually missed it because that house right. makes noises you know? yeah yeah so you know and and that's kind of cool I found that cool you know that, yeah. that was a nice thing for me so. Nico asked if we thought, well, and Adam's the one who said it was slower, but uh, Nico asked if we think it was slower because it wasn't dark and shadowy, so our minds weren't tricking us the way that they typically do. I would say yes. That's kind of what I was alluding to. Like, you don't have that, you don't have that mind tricks as much. With the light, with all the light, as you do when it's super dark and you see, you know, something morph in front of your face or whatever, but it's really just your eyes playing tricks on you. So, yeah, I do think it was what I would say maybe a little slower. It's hard to say that with a straight face because you never know what's going to happen on an investigation, but just because it was daytime, yeah. Well, I think it causes you to be more critical, too. Um, I do think that, yes, I think that that's part of it, that it's not dark and shadowy and you're, like, straining so hard to see stuff that it can kind of feel slow. Um, I, I think a big part of that is, um, if, and I've been reading a lot on this lately is um, evolutionary psychology, which means the things we still have in our mind that we've, you know, that haven't gone away through evolution. And the thing is, you know, back in the day when we used to live around campfires, looking into the dark, waiting for, looking for predators, I think the human mind at night is a little more prone to things like pareidolia or, you know, jumping at shadows just because we're wired that way. And I think doing it, doing it through doing an investigation through the day, it's a double-edged sword because your mind doesn't work that way as much during the day, but also um, if something does happen, you're also more liable to explain it away, if you know what I mean. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's it works both ways. So at night, you'll be picking up things on anything, and during the day, you'll be explaining away things that might be something. Right. So I'm kind of, you know, 50-50 either way. The big thing for me was, you know, the question that everybody asks, you know, especially every skeptic says, oh, why do ghosts only come out at night? You know, so, well, maybe they don't, you know. Right. How, how many people do day investigations? So that's why I like doing it. Well, and I found that at Edinburgh, about the second that you think it's been a slow night, you listen to your recorders and find that that is the exact opposite. Now, I have been a complete slacker, so I don't have anything to bring to the table with that. But 
I have a suspicion that I probably do have more on the recorder than I think I do. That'd so. be good to find out. Mantis asks, do you guys use a sensor board as a data logger? Yes, we do. <laughs> um, yeah, basically it logs every second from every sensor. So temperature, oh, hang on a minute. Temperature, barometer, um, then there's radiation, magnetic field. What else it got on it? It's got a strong magnetic field switch. We've got a touch sensor on there so we can be interactive, ask them to touch it. Um, things right. like that. Yeah. And it, and it and it and it measures all of those every second so that when we're done with the investigation, it comes out as basically an Excel graph. And then you can take those numbers, make a graph out of them. And then you can actually look at your investigation and say, whoa, wait a minute, there's a huge spike right there, and there's a timestamp right under it. So you can go to your audio recordings. The other thing it does, just to, sorry, keep banging on about it, but we've built it with a, so when you turn it on, it gives off a long beep. So our audio thing right next to it, when that beep ends, that's exactly when it starts recording. So when we get our audio, you know, we can play it to the beep and then cut it. So then the minutes on the audio exactly match the minutes on the excel spreadsheet so we know exactly where stuff is so that's very useful thanks for the question and yes you and adam and maybe nico i have no idea but you guys are trying to make this available to others at some point is that right yeah when it's um i'm, I'm working on making it foolproof i mean it's easy when you build it to understand how it works and what you need to do but what i'm trying to make it user-friendly a little more durable because I don't deserve nice things either. I break things easy. So, <laughs> you know, um, make it more durable or easy to use, more intuitive. And also I'm working a programmer to, um, when you get the, that data file, you know, uh, a program to make it more easily readable than, you know, Oh my God, thousands and thousands of numbers. So, uh, you know, that's the way to do it. I think so. Yeah, once it's done, you know, we'll we'll offer it out to anybody that wants to buy one. Um, I'll be honest with you, they're not they're not murder expensive, but they're also not cheap. So, you know, they're somewhere in the middle to build. Um, but for I, I mean, I just to kind of talk about it a little bit. What the benefit to having this in your arsenal, though, is because it eliminates the need for some of the other stuff, right? Plus, it's all just in one. Like, you don't have to have 42 K2 meters because you've got something that's tracking that data for you. Yeah, I mean, the problem I always had doing this, especially, you know, um, is so you go in, you've got your thermometer, you've got your K2, you've got, you know, whatever else you take to side that's important that you want to, uh, look into. Um, and we've had things go off and then you're grabbing for the thermometer and pointing it in the general direction or the K2 meter or, you know, and if it's not, you know, you usually pull it out after the effect, you know, after the fact, or, you know, things could be going on when it's not turned on or things like that. So, with a sensor board, I'm like, well, I don't need to take those things anymore, and they're on all the time. So, you know, when I when I look to the cost of building them and putting them together, I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, though, I'm spending if probably less than if I bought all this equipment as handheld units, you right? Know? And I've got it all in one, and it's doing it all the time, 
know? Well, and that's one of the things I, you know, I'll use Waverly as an example. So Waverly's huge. It's not like you can just come back to the base center. I always call it base camp, whatever. It's not like you can just run back to base camp and grab some of your equipment. Um, you, you have to have everything with you, but it's hard to know, okay, well, what do I want to take? And then I've got like all these things in my fanny pack and you know, (laughs) when am I going to pull them out or how am I going to set them up? And it, it sucks having to carry all that stuff, first of all. Second of all, having to figure out where you're going to put them and, how, you know, how it's best going to serve you, but also how you're going to get the best readings off of it. So that's, I mean, obviously you and I have two different um, goals. Well, the two of you and I have two <laughs> different goals on an investigation, um, but for me, like I can see how that would be so much nicer to just have one thing than to have to carry around an entire backpack full of shit and figure out, you know, how am I going to pull this out? How am I going to set it up? What am I going to do with it? You know, how am I, is the camera on it? Can the camera see what the stupid K2 meter is doing? Like that's annoying. Yeah. Whereas if the K2 was writing down what it was doing every second, then, you know, you've got it in your hand. I think our goals are the same. I think our methods differ, maybe. Uh, I'm looking for, like, communication, though. Like, I want to talk. I don't, I don't, I love y'all, but I don't care about the science side of any of this. Um, and I shouldn't say I don't care. I, it's just not my... No, it's but I mean, you. The, the, primary focus. The thing is, you can. I mean, you can use it to communicate. I mean, it's got a touch sensor on it, so okay, and it's capacitive, so you don't need an actual real finger. You just need, you know, the electric field that your body gives off that much power just to move it. Um, you could say, you know, I mean, if if the ghost can't actually articulate, you could say, can you spike the radiation for me? Can you change the temperature for me? I mean, we do that now. So yeah. you right. can kind of interact with it. We don't because, but, well, I mean, I don't do that. Because you're mean, boring. It, yeah, I Just am. Kidding. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I am nerdy. <laughs> Nico, you have no idea about my fanny pack skills. They are on point. Uh, they are okay. I'm just saying. We're just. I'm just going to let you run with it. I, 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 can I leave the room? Can I? <laughs> I told her no when she said she was using a fanny pack. Shut up. It is a tactical fanny pack for starters. <laughs> and it is camo. So, it's badass. The ghost can't see it. That's right. <laughs> they can't. It blends in with the walls. <laughs> if you're in the jungle. Not so good in an urban <laughs> environment. Problem, but <laughs> Right. The problem with using the backpack is, though, it's on your back. And yeah. it's hard to get to shit. So, if it's on your... I don't know why they call it a fanny because it's on your front. My fanny's not on my front. Uh, but but then if it's down on my waist, I can get to it faster. Of course, all I ever use is digital voice recorders anyway. So just call it a hip bag because it's hip. It is hip. Mm. Well, it Make no mistake. It was in the nineties, maybe. Nineties <laughs> call in. They want their bag back. That's at- um, no, the children think it's 1992. Have you been in stores lately? Like, no. To God. Uh, it's ridiculous. Why did we no. jump the 80s? The 80s was the best. But they, they, they just jumped the 80s? No, 80s, no. 92. No, I think it was the 80s. I think we're edging out of that. 
<laughs> Look at this is this is what we're talking about right now. Uh-huh. Fashion. <laughs> Uh, so Nico asked if we were going to do more day investigations, and I'm actually not opposed to that. I do see benefits to doing night investigations. Part of that being, first of all, I'm not at work. Most of us are not. Um, second of all, there's less, you know, when you're doing a location that is in town, for example, I almost feel like a night investigation is more beneficial. I'll use the Green House as an example. Although I would, I would definitely do day investigations at the Granger house because like I said, it, it is active. Um, but you're also on a busy street corner. So there's people walking by, there's people outside. Um, if you're doing it at night, it takes some of that away because people tend to be more at home. Um, they're less of a nuisance and you've got less interference, I think from the world. So I don't know. I, you know, I, I still like doing night investigations, but I definitely, I could see doing more day, especially if places are going to give us a discount, then yes, I'll do day investigations all day long. Well, the, the other thing is, I mean, a lot of places are booked up on weekends. You know, you can't go because their calendar's booked for the rest of the year and yada, yada, yada. I mean, if you want to go there and shotgun it, I mean, a day, it's a nice day trip out. You go out, you do your yeah. thing, and then, you know, you go have a nice meal in the evening and you know, you're done. So, well, yeah. And in, on we did that on a Sunday. I have to work on Monday morning. So I have to be up at 5 a.m. It's nice to do a day investigation because I can still do my investigation, get home in plenty of time to be in bed on time and get up for work and not be dragging ass the next day. So, yeah, there's yeah, definite I, benefit. I, I look at it this way. I don't, I don't think day investigations in lieu of night investigations. I just find those a bonus bolt on. You know, on yeah. a weekend or something where there's nothing going on. Go do a day investigation somewhere if they let you in. So. Yeah. So we've got, a, we've got a night investigation scheduled at Edinburgh in November? O- October. Is it October? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I wasn't 24. doing November because. Cold. What? It is cold. Might be cold in October, though. Read the old Farmer's <laughs> Almanac. Hey, they're hard to find anymore. This is Iowa. They don't, nobody knows what's going on with the weather. Did you know, though, that there's a shortage of farmer's almanacs now? Because of the TP Uh shortage? Shut up. (laughs) God. That's why they're producing more corn this year, too. Shut up. Not nice. Uh, Well, uh, Darren had to run i was kind of hoping he would have stayed on because he is he was at the granger house this past weekend and i just wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit um i didn't i wasn't part of the event because i was at work um i hope everybody had a really good time um if you haven't been to the granger house it's in marion iowa adam is the president of the board of directors and john and i are on the board um but it's it's a pretty cool place too. And if you follow Phantom Science, they've got several videos up from the Granger House. And um, we've also had a group. I am so sorry because uh, Jones Paranormal, that's what it is, uh, has a, a series. I don't know an episode about the Granger House on Biddy Space, which is free to watch. So if you go on Biddy Space. And look up Jones Paranormal. You can watch their episode. I thought they did a really good job. And actually, no kidding, because 
you know, the, the Granger house can be very subtle. Um, and it's not like horror movie haunted in my opinion, but Jones paranormal probably had some of the best experiences out at the carriage house that I have seen documented. I mean, they're one of the few to do a bunch of stuff upstairs in the carriage. House. It was blowing my mind though. What they were getting like, you can very clearly hear people walking around and unless they had somebody up there walking around and they like snowballed all of us, that was, it was pretty stinking amazing. So that's just my two cents. Um, investigate the Granger house. We're cheap and we're haunted. Yay. Please don't say we, when you say cheap, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you're cheap, but people don't need to know that up front. (laughs) <laughs> You're supposed to haggle me down so I'm cheap. I like the yeah. haggling. <laughs> you well, we, we, we've been talking about some really exciting things that we'll be offering paranormally-wise at the Granger House, too. And I'm I'll, I'm not going to talk about it now, but uh, once we've got it up and going, it's I'm really excited about it. So I think people will love it, too. So we're, you know, we're starting to offer some some new cool stuff. Cutting edge. Cutting edge. Cutting edge. Cutting edge. There'll be a cutting edge experience for anybody wishing to enter the abode. (laughs) Why has my voice gone all funny? (laughs) What is wrong with you? (laughs) This is Infomercial John. Welcome to the Infomercial. Why should I visit the Granger house, I hear you ask? Well, I'm glad you did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's just talk briefly about what we've got coming up. So, this weekend, we are going to be at the Cambry House in Nauvoo, Illinois. Now, side note about Nauvoo is for all of those, it's Mormons, right? Yes. Yes. All those Mormons out there. Your leader, Joseph Smith, lived in Nauvoo for a while, and there are still quite. It was one of their safe havens um, that he eventually got run out of. But uh, there's a lot of Mormons there, and a lot of history as far as your church goes. Uh, within there. In fact, I think Joseph Smith died in Nauvoo or is buried in Nauvoo. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't be, know. He may be buried there. Um, but the town has a uh, pretty rich history in that religion, which has nothing to do with where we're going. But I just think it's really cool. And I'm going to make my husband follow me around the town the following day so I can go see places. Hmm. Yeah. Yay. Uh. Anyway. Sounds like you only just heard about that, Adam. (laughs) I mean, I didn't live far from there growing up as a child, so I spent... Like, directly across the river. Right. So I spent uh, a bit of my childhood over in Nauvoo on school trips and stuff, so I've done that. Which, if you ever get to Nauvoo, Hotel Nauvoo has a wonderful buffet, which is now closed thanks to Rona. Yeah. Fuck her. By the way, why is it a <laughs> I don't know because Rona sounds like a girl. <coughs> okay. Okay, we'll talk about the Cambry House, you guys. No. <laughs> so. You start us off. Well, what? it's in the, you know, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. 
Um, there's really nothing really around it. Um, I've only been there once during the day um, when they had their uh, paranormal expo thing that they held. Um, it was the summer solstice fair. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> Druid noises. <laughs> I didn't really get to walk around uh, the inside the house much because they were given like tours and stuff, and it's not real big, um, but it, it's a, it's very neat. It, it's you know the family owned an orchard on the property. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, okay. it got chopped down though. Well, yeah, but and this this property has been in the family of <coughs> a long time. Yes. Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> the, um, there's yeah, things going on in your abode. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. The dogs must have got into something. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, yeah, I, it's, been, it's sorry. been in the family for a long time, and I believe um, the lady that owns it is the granddaughter of the guy that actually had all the orchards. I, I believe if I'm not mistaken on my history on it, um, but she's been fixing stuff up and making it um, like it was before. So I'll be really curious to actually investigate there um, because I've heard, I've heard it's pretty cool. I've heard good things happen. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to get there. And I'm, check it out. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. One that did catch my eye when I was reading the history uh, on the property to the north, there is a spring that um is well, that was used as a meeting place during the Black Hawk Rebellion. So yeah, um, I'd like to. I'm going to investigate the crap out of that. Um, weather permitting, I'll just take an umbrella. Bollocks, it'll be all right. <laughs> Talks to, yeah. Talks to there's no lightning. <laughs> right. So, My biggest concern is mosquitoes, but yeah, that that's fine. Or uh, I know that is not fine. There is nothing fine about mosquitoes. It's you're not you're not too far from the river, um, so they'll be thick. Well, like pterodactyls, um, <laughs> carry you off. <laughs> yep, feed you to the yeah. Young. I'll be really curious to check out that that area that you were talking about because I think that'd be pretty pretty stinking awesome. Actually, yeah. So I miss what you guys were talking about because uh, I have a dog who's very naughty. <laughs> we, we were talking. He's getting right back into what he was just in. Well, <sighs> what do you expect? Uh, but there is rumor of a Native American spirit on the property. Were you talking about that by chance? Yeah. Well, I was just saying. I was just mentioning the the thing that caught my eye is on the property north of the property. There's a spring that was used during the Black Hawk Rebellion as a meeting place. So. Yes. Um, that's, that's yes. Interests me. So yeah, Rebecca had Rebecca's the proprietor. Um, she has talked about Native American spirits on the property, and then I know John's not big into psychics, but uh, my friend Brian, who I think is a very gifted psychic, has feels like he's well, and he's pointed out what room he feels like there might be um, some stuff going on in. So. I'm not going to tell you guys which one it was, and I'm just going to see what happens. But it'll be interesting to see if uh, if that holds to be true or not. I, I got I've got nothing against psychics as long as they really are ones. 
I mean, you know, that's fair. That's, it's as bad as fair as I can be. I'm not saying it's all hogwash. That's fair. <laughs> but there are a lot of them that are. I would definitely uh, not disagree with that. So that that's a little test that we're actually doing. There you go. Right, right down. Put it in an envelope. Yeah. Okay. And then when when we do the data reveal or the what happened reveal and stuff like that, we can see what room it was. Okay. And then if it's we true, can just... we can hook him up with electrodes and see how that works. So <laughs> I'm telling you, I think he would be happy to do that. I uh, really, I really do. Yeah, that, that'd be cool. So, but I am looking forward to that investigation because, like I say, the spring. Plus, see, I'm a big believer that places are more likely to be haunted if you had a family that actually lived there, you know, and lived, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, than than there is of somebody getting murdered there, and then oh, it's going to be haunted because there was a murder. I think you're more prone to get an impression left behind or someone coming back to visit if. It's a place that they want to visit. But like the Granger House. Well, yes, there you go. <laughs> Get another plug in. <laughs> yes, right. exactly. Trying to plug it as much as we possibly can. Well, don't do it too much because then I won't be able to investigate there. Nah, there'll you'll be, be all right. There'll be someone there all the bloody time. Well, Ryan just stepped in. Ryan, why did Ryan's first investigation come with Edinburgh Manor? Come on in here, there. We want to hear what did you think about Edinburgh? No, lean into the microphone. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> there was nothing nice about it. Did you have fun? Yeah. Do you want to go again? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes, that was Ryan's here. That was Ryan's first time uh, investigating, so, and she's the one who uh, told us about the door, so she played a valuable part. Indeedy, indeedy. But, but next, <laughs> but next time she has to carry heavy equipment. Right. <laughs> as long as it's not more than five pounds, she can carry it for a little while. <laughs> she, did, she did tell me uh, today we we're watching a commercial. That I don't know, they were lifting weights or something, and she told me that she can't lift uh, the bar that you put the weights on. <laughs> so <laughs> that concerns me a little bit. <laughs> wow. Um, Nico, I her favorite part. She went back upstairs. Um, her favorite. I think that she just enjoyed being able to see the whole thing. She's asked to go on investigations for a long time. I have held off taking her because she tends to get scared and then I can't get her to go sleep in her bedroom without a light on for a while and whatever but she's you know she's 17 now starting to see some maturity in her and I felt like it was time and she was ready to come along and now she's ready to come with us when we go in October too so she she says she's ready for a night investigation there so we'll see we'll see Adam actually um what was that a year ago or two years ago? She had um, Adam lead her and some of her friends on an investigation at the Granger house. So I guess I stand corrected. This was her second investigation. Yeah. I mean, they, they did okay, but I know I I could tell at one point that she got nervous and scared, but she didn't want to act uncool in front of her (laughs) friends, you know, one of those types of things. So it's kind of like, kind of like i am with john you know i don't want to act uncool in front of john this you know, is the truth when i get scared and want to piss my pants you know you don't have to act it just comes naturally 
Uh, <laughs> hey, there have been a couple of times uh, when I've been investigating where I did pucker up a little bit a few times. So I, I know, especially if, when you, the worst thing, the biggest enemy, especially to me, is my imagination when I think yes. what might be happening. You know, I got absolutely no reason to think that. It just my imagination starts ramping up, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, and then it's all real. And I'm like, I don't like it here. I want to. I want to. <laughs> I think I'll go outside for a smoke. <laughs> Which reminds me of last year when we were at Edinburgh, and Eric was sitting in the doorway across the hall from me, and we could hear the guys talking behind him. Yep. <laughs> It's behind me, They're isn't behind it? behind me, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Hollywood moment. <laughs> just it was, it was good. Too. Just run into that <laughs> rack of chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially for the guy who wants to get slapped in the face. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's behind me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, but that's the fun of it, though, is you go there, and I mean, I'm as prone to it as anybody else. You know, you go there, you you are looking for a thrill. I mean, you really are. That's part of it. Mm -hmm. You want to be kind of, I mean, if you go there and it's boring, you're like, "Eh," but you want some kind of edge to it, you know? So, that's, that's, it's always nice when you go to a place that has that edge, you know? I mean, I'm not psychic, but some places I go into... You know, you get that foreboding once again. It's probably my mm -hmm. imagination, but some place and a lot of places are decked out to give you that feeling. I know that, you know, Edinburgh, they stage a lot of some of that stuff, you know, like the slippers on the floor, like they're coming back and or they, you know, they still live there, which, you know, that wasn't the, you know, when they left it, you know, there weren't clothes on the end of the bed and slippers on the floor. So, you know, but that's part of it, you know. So. Well, but here's the I, and I've been very vocal about this. Like, it pisses me off the amount of toys and junk that are in that building. There were very few children in there. And then the whole coffin room. Now, it is not my building, so my opinion does not matter for squat. And I'm still going to pay Cindy money so I can go walk through it. So, regardless. But I hate that coffin room. I think it's so stupid. That's my two cents. Well... We could put something more useful in there, like a pentagram or... Right. <laughs> or a, Why aren't we doing that? Ouija I mean, board rug. Do it up. Let's do it up. Yeah. If you're going to have a room like that, don't just put a coffin in. I mean, come on, do it properly. You know? <laughs> so, so, I don't know. I, You know, things like Nico that... Nico thinks that we should do more live shows. Why? There's no one in chat. <laughs> Nico's here, though. Yeah. And, Matt. and Matt. Nico and Matt are here. I, I didn't mean no one as in worthless. Both of them. I just meant not many, you know. <laughs> so uh, I will say. Can I take my foot out of my mouth now? <laughs> Waverly Hills has coffins too, but they're not on display like that. But Waverly Hills also um, closes for investigations in October because they turn into a haunted attraction. Um, which I've heard they do an amazing job of. Can you imagine? Like, first of all, I can't do those places because I'm terrified of masks and face paint and stuff like that. Like, I wouldn't make it in the door. Um, but can you imagine a better place to go through a haunted attraction than a haunted building? Like, that would be amazing. Actually, what would really cheer me up if I went to a haunted place that was done up as an attraction 
and they've got all those actors and stuff hiding in corners as if all of a sudden you see the actors just running out screaming (laughs) 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 and you'd be like oh this must be good (laughs) so (laughs) there are a lot of haunted attractions that the um characters or people that work there whatever um claim are actually haunted in fact there's one and i cannot for the life of me think of the name of it or where it's at um but it's a big one um disney world and what no i supposed to be haunted though it is but i don't think it is um but but anyway everybody there thinks that it's like truly a very haunted location so it's interesting to me and i'm i suppose you know some of that boils down to imagination as well but impress yeah. To be honest. Yeah. I'm sure. It, it really is haunted. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of, uh, what's the note? Skeptical on things like that. But doesn't mean I won't investigate because it might be true. That's true. You know? <laughs> That's true. Plus, I think it would be really fun to go through a haunted attraction and doing an investigation when the character people are not there. I thought you meant when they are there because I probably get no, through No, I will it. not. I think we just covered this. Well, I'm terrified of masks and face paint. I get thrown out, pointed a dildo of doom at someone. Are you real? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's going off. Are you real? <laughs> yeah. He's got a chainsaw. Yeah. I have dildo of doom. I'll set it to vibrate. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Don't chop me up. I'm useful. <laughs> oh, what? Um, Mentally. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Well, well Yeah, we're at our hour. Um I don't know what we're gonna talk about next time. Surprise. Nico, Matt, suggestions. Did it. They got a thirty they got a thirty second lag. So oh, we'll be patient. <laughs> patience. As we sit in silence. Yep. Oh, I got a button here that can boot Nico. No, Nico, not great show, guys. We're looking for topics. Right. You can't. Come do on, a Matt. Top- great Put show. Put the thinking cap on. Yep. And we got to wait another 30 seconds. It's like talking they, to the Apollo moon people. I know. They <laughs> they have as many ideas as we do. I know. Well, we'll come up with something. Yeah, we will. I mean, um,. There's enough topics out there, to be honest with you. And yeah. I'll be honest, by the time we do the next one, we'll have done our investigation, I think. That's true. That's true. So we probably just cover that. Yeah. Um. Before we go, I just want to take a minute. I know we talked our last show um, about Roland's passing, um, but I just want to extend our condolences as a group to Cynthia and Raven Rose and everybody who was close to Roland. He will definitely be missed in this community. And I know that he was probably very missed last weekend at the Granger house for that event. Um, You know, I'm sure everybody had a great time, but they would have had an even better time had he been there. So, so just wanted to say that again. Um, It's, it's always a bummer when, you lose somebody in the community, especially if it's somebody that you knew and, and you were friends with. So, But I think that's going to wrap it up for tonight. We've had a suggestion. I see that. I think you should all talk about the way investigating has changed over time. 
Okay. Hmm? I think that's fair. Let's, okay. Good right. job, Nico. Well done, Nico. You just stole one from our show that I was going to do. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. Only you joking. Heard it here first. Only joking. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all righty. Well, any more questions, it, comments? Yes. If you guys want to catch up with John or Phantom Science, you can do so at phantomscience.net. From there, you can uh, get a hold, find them on Facebook and YouTube because that's their only social media. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me or follow up with what I'm doing, you can do so on Facebook and Twitter at C Paranormal Sarah. It's S E E Paranormal Sarah with an H. And of course, you can find all three of us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Seeking the Paranormal. Well, until our next show, y'all, keep seeking the paranormal. And we're out.